Hi, and welcome back to Transvox. Today, I'm joined in a unique episode, never done before in the history of podcasting on this podcast. We have a three-way conversation. I have in front of me the radiant Jennifer. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jill. Hi, everyone. We're not ducks this week, then, are we not? Oh, Aop Ducks, yeah. That was hey. my uh, my introduction. That's a stokey. Aop Ducks. You say I thought we were building your brand, so that was all part of it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I throw you the under on balls and you just never been good away. at marketing. <laughs> and also today we have a, a special guest. I'm delighted to um, introduce Dawn, who's joining us, uh, who is the parent of a trans child and is going to talk to us today about what that's like, how it how it works, their own experiences, and I know. Jen, obviously, you've got discussions around family as well. So it's going to be a families episode today. So first of all, hello, Dawn. How lovely. Hello, Jenny and Jill. Welcome, Dawn. Thank you. And inevitably, as we're recording this, we might have some time gaps because, of course, Dawn and I are next to each other in our fantastic state-of-the-art recording studio. And uh, Jenny's in Stoke Cinema. So the signal's travelling all the way back (laughs) to 1976 as as we do this. So... um, Dawn, tell us a little bit about um, your daughter. Okay, so my daughter is currently 24, nearly 25, much to her disgust since we keep calling her old lady. Um, she, yeah, she's brilliant. Um, she came out when she was 16. So it's it's been quite a while. So the early years were fun trying to get used to name and pronoun changes, but now I can't imagine her any other way. It's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's, it does become so so normal as to, to to almost forget lives before but it still must have been a a bit of a shock to the family when or or not um i don't know if it was a shock i mean she she came out she's she's on the autistic spectrum so we had a lot of challenges around that so really in comparison the trans stuff's been quite a non-event um but yeah she if she's in her second week of her gcse's and she said mum i've got something to tell you guess what it is i'm like I don't know. So um, <laughs> she kind of did laps around the kitchen table. Well, I guess all sorts of weird and wonderful things. And then she said, oh, I'm trans. And I said, oh, thank God for that. I thought you were going to tell me you'd murdered someone. So um, we, we just sort of said, oh, you know, what do you need from us to support you? And it, it was it was a surprise. Um, but I, I didn't get that feeling of bereavement that I know a lot of people get. Or so I've been told by other parents, they, they feel that bereavement, that they've lost their child. Never, ever had that. It was more about, okay, so she's told me. And the, one of the first things she said was, you're not angry or anything. And I said, no. And she said, I thought you'd reject me mm. and kick me out. And I, I was heartbroken because I thought, oh, I've, I've never been like that with my children. And she must have been so in despair to think that she'd got to the point where she needed to tell us. And she actually thought we'd, we'd kick her out and reject her completely. Yeah, I mean, that's so sad that we end up thinking like that. I mean, I, it, it's, it's, but obviously she, she must have known that as a family you were, you know, um, you're loving and accepting because, you know, she did that at that age at 16. It's a brave thing to do. Yeah, and, and she said she'd been questioning for years. And when she got to about 12, she thought, mm, yeah, but I can't tell anyone. And she she was bullied at school because of her autism. She was always the weird yeah. kid. And there was no way she could have come out of school. It would have, no. it, I, I think, I honestly think she would have taken her own life because it was awful at the time. So she did this and she said, I want to go to college as a girl. So, okay, then, so what do we need to do? So she'd already contacted her college because she had her space. 
and um, found out what she needed to do. But she said, I don't want you to tell anybody. She said, you can tell dad. She said, I don't want you to tell anyone else. She said, okay, that's that's fine. We'll do it on your timetable. So then she presented me with a list and said, right, here's the things I need you to do. So can you come down to the doctors with me? I've made an appointment. And can you read all these 50 million websites about trans stuff? So, okay. So um, she was very prepared. So you pretty quickly became an expert then, I guess. Oh, it was. Your... Oh, that learning curve was exponential. I, I didn't know what hit me for the first few weeks because once she told us, she was just like, I want to tell you everything. But because it was only me and she said, can you tell dad? And I said, yeah, of course I can. And he was like, oh, okay, what does she need to, what does she need us to do? So he was immediately, yeah, okay, we'll see. I did the usual parent thing, said, is it a phase? And yeah. I must have said that more than once during the, sort of the following couple of months, just to make sure that she was knew what she was doing. And she's like, no, absolutely not a phase. Um, I know my own mind and this is me and this is what I'm going to do. It's absolutely fine. So, yeah, she went, went to the doctors, went in for a 10 minute appointment and I sat outside. And about an hour and a half later, she came out having got her referral to the Tavistock. So, oh, amazing. Yeah. So she did all that. And yeah, we went on from there, really. I, I, I mean, I'm in awe. I mean, I, I didn't have the bravery at that age. Mm. Maybe times are different, but we still talk. I mean, sixteen. So we're talking, you know, eight nine years ago, something like that. I mean, it's still. Yeah, I think Caitlyn and Jenner had just come out, so it was right. very much in the media. And, yes. Um, yeah, but interestingly, she she went to the school prom, but because we'd already got her smart suit and things for when she was in boy mode before, so she she did that. She went to the prom, but she told a couple of people, and they were absolutely fine. So I think she was quite confident to go to college. College were really supportive. Um, and yeah, she didn't really have too many issues. I think she had one lecturer that kept misgendering her, but then she had a quiet word and he apologized and then they just got on with it. So by accident rather than deliberate. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then about eight months later, she said, I'm, I'm ready. Can you sort of tell my brothers and then start telling wider family? So I said, yeah, so we did that. So my younger two at the time were 10 and 14. So I told the 10-year-old first, and he said, so she's really a, a girl, but when she looks in the mirror, she sees a boy. I said, yeah, that simplifies it. Yeah, that works. And he went, oh, okay, what's her name? Yeah. So I told told him what her name was that she was that she had at the time and he said all oh, right okay so then I told the older one and he just said okay what's she called and then that was it she was their sister from then on oh, and nice. I was telling Jill earlier on every time we got the pronoun or name wrong my youngest would just pretend he had a big buzzer and go uh-uh so <laughs> we very quickly picked up the name and pronoun and then I just got used to the name and she changed it Okay. <laughs> so that that was fun. I think it was about two years in, dropped her off for a first day at university and she said, oh, by the way, I'm now called this. I went, oh, okay. And so I've been using it online for about a year just to get used to it. So um, I thought, oh, fine. So yeah, but that was, that was far easier than the pronouns probably because when you've known someone all their life by using a certain pronoun, it took a little it, while. It's hard. Um, mm. It was hard for my parents. I mean, it was different for me. I was mid-30s and um you know they found it you know 
very difficult to remember mm. pronouns and things and uh and you know and they were they were accept they were they were accepting to a degree to be fair to say but it took me down to 10 years to refer to me as oh. a daughter i mean used to used to <laughs> it was just maybe cringe used to i remember being at a wedding he'd introduced me as firstborn which oh. is slightly, sounds slightly biblical to me <laughs> because he just couldn't get his head around mm. using the t and then eventually started to do that and the first time i got a christmas card and it said daughter on it would oh. cried my heart out you know mm. it's a generational thing you know i have to say that but um but yeah it is so important to have a a, a supportive family makes so much of a difference mm -hmm. because it can be so isolating if your family don't support and sadly there are families that don't you know i mean yeah. your daughter's lucky you know she's got you know surrounded by great people how was it for you to tell because that's the thing you've got to do how was it for you to tell the rest of your family the wider family was oh, that easy uh, it was yeah it was fairly easy um the only we only had one person who didn't accept it and that was my dad um he refused point blank to call her by her right name in fact he wouldn't even look at her so he didn't see her I he came to see me we sat in the kitchen and he just sort of said no I've always got a grandson I'm going to call him this and I'm going to call him him I'm not going to change and I tried to explain to him that actually it wasn't about him and it was actually no. just respecting what my daughter wanted and the sad thing was she was the eldest grandchild and they had a really good relationship and he just threw it away and you know and we, we didn't tell her because I couldn't tell her I couldn't tell her that her, grand, that her granddad didn't want to know her but um, he just said, no, this is it, if you want to see me. And I said, well, no. I said, go home, have a think about it. And he said, well, I don't want to see him, but I want to see the other two boys. I said, no, you can't do that. You can't pick a mix with grandchildren. It's all or nothing. So he just left, slammed the door, and then promptly told my siblings that I'd thrown him out. <laughs> and I haven't spoken to him or seen him for seven years. Oh, I am so sorry. So, I mean, it's, no, it's, it, it's it is what it is, you know. You you choose. It is, but it's still it's um, still it's still yeah. not right. I I, yeah. I get people struggle with it. I get mm. my I can understand my parents struggle with it, and 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 actually, it's the part of it's the part of thing that I I really struggle with knowing that I was doing something that would maybe hurt them is too far, but but worry them and disappoint them when I transitioned mm. and know that that's not what they wanted. Not because they were anti in any way homophobic or transphobic or anti. It's just that they did. They would, you know, they would just like rather people yeah. had normal lives and not and probably knew the, the stresses that, that that it would bring. Um, so I get I, I get that, and I never mm -hmm. sort of try not to be judgmental of families because it's difficult. But it's such a shame. It's such a loss for him, really. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, and, and, well, I said to him, you know, the door's always open if you want to have a conversation. Um, and, you know, there are ways around it. You know, you don't have to call her by name, and, but he just wouldn't. So I said, well, you know what? If ever you want to change your mind and have a conversation, we'll absolutely talk to you. But he's never done it. So it's a case of, you know, I don't think he's going to now. Um, yeah. my, my oldest son keeps in touch with him, but he did ask me if it was okay. And he said, is it all right if I keep in touch with granddad? Because um, they were quite close. And I said, well, of course it is. That, that's not up to me. I don't want to make that decision for you. So he, he keeps in touch with him, um, but he, he sort of doesn't talk to me about it. But occasionally he might say, I went to see granddad. So that's fine, you know. 
um, as, long, as long as he's all right. My youngest son won't have anything to do with him because he said, nope, he either accepts my sister or he doesn't. So I'm quite proud of him for that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get I, I get that. But it is it is something I always, I, I always think about in families. I mean, it was for me, it was, well, for, it was weird, really, because I never truth of matters i never really came out to my parents mm. i got outed by somebody who was drunk and rang them really? my ex um which probably did me a favor because i was pretty much living as jenny about that time and then just dressing down when i went home just because i didn't have the guts i think i just too scared to do it just too scared to say it mm-hmm. whereas when i rang my brother um who i didn't see a lot of because i lived miles away his first thing said he said was great at least you're interesting now and we've been close <laughs> closer ever since you know I think he found me quite fairly boring and now he's interested and become quite a champion really and I, I love him for it and uh and was well oh, come down and see us so you know it's great that response and mm. yeah I mean I still get there are still confused relatives in my family I get I get oh. Christmas cards which it's addressed to Mr and, and and my old name and then inside it says happy Christmas Jenny you know so they're <laughs> clearly confused but I mean I got to the point where I'm not going to correct correct them you know but it is a it, it is it is difficult i think with families but uh i mean it's a lovely story that your daughter was able to come out at that age and mm-hmm. you know because as you said she'd been probably struggling with it or thinking about it for a while yeah yeah so i think as parents i mean i've spoken to other parents and we tend to be the last to be told because yeah. you know, i think you know certainly with my daughter i think she had to make sure it was that was who she was come out with it in her own mind i suppose um I mean, now she, she's got friends. Um, I think most of them are trans, but, but you know, but I'd, I'd never ask because she'd know you can't yeah. ask things like that, mum. So I said, oh, okay, that's fine. No, that's right. I said, if, you're going away, if you're going away to stay with a friend, I just need to know that you're going to be safe. So I do sort of say, you know, just tell me a little bit about a friend if it's a new friend who I don't know, just yeah. so that I know when you leave the house and go and stay with somebody, you're not going to ring me up and you know, give me some horror story that I need to come and pick you up. And I said, but I do that with your brothers. So it's no different. You know, I'm not treating you any differently than I would otherwise. Sorry, Jill, I've been rabbiting on. Did you want to go in? No, I was just thinking, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I think we all dread telling parents and your reaction was amazing. Um, Why do you think we dread telling our parents so much? That's a big question. Well, that's that fear of rejection. It, it, definitely was part of that for me it was that feeling of disappointing them which is just weird I don't know why um maybe internalized shame or something because my parents had when I was growing up they'd found girls clothes hidden under my bed and there was conversations but no more and they didn't the word trans wasn't about then so when I was probably this was probably about 13 12 or 13 or something like that and they presumed I imagine it was some sort of phase and never never sort of ever mentioned again sort of thing um so when they fact the fact that I didn't at any point properly ring them up and explain to them is my failing and it was maybe I don't know a mixture of not wanting to disappoint them and right. and, and some internalized shame over it um only I, I didn't think I'd be rejected I, don't, I didn't see it that because I mean I was 35 if they didn't want to see me I didn't want to see me but I, it wasn't that it was I don't know but I think for some children it will be genuine fears and that's what bother, worries me Jill you mentioned that question about some of the stuff that's in the news today about saying that 
and in schools if pupils um you know come out to the teachers that the teachers have been told they can't sort of help that pupil unless they get permits permission and and there will be some families where the children will fear that because oh. of the attitudes in my hair that worries me it's the same as it, you know and that's just about trans you wouldn't out a, you wouldn't out a, a, a gay child to a to parents if they came out at school i'm absolutely sure of that but the advice that's been given out that, that scares me yeah that worries that, me, I, really. I don't know what it must be like to have a younger child transition i know when my daughter went to college they asked her if she was out at home and what she would like on the register so that they actually when they sent letters home they were in the correct name um and she just had to tell them yes i'm out to my parents so it wasn't a problem to sort of refer to her by name yeah um, i'm going to put this question back to jill though at, at any point did you thought when younger um coming out to your family and was it similar right. reasons that you worried or my parents are dead, so I can skip that question quite neatly, actually. <laughs> but there but, would have been a point when they weren't. Sorry, sorry if you forgive me. They've always been dead. <laughs> oh, right. I'm, I'm right sorry about that. <laughs> no, I'm not being fatuous. I was just going to throw it back to Dawn for a second because Dawn helps a lot of other parents. So mm, I, was just sure. I was just wondering what's the, what's the, what's the issue for the parent? I, think, I, I mentioned bereavement earlier. That seems to be quite a common theme people I, I think it's, it seems to be a lot with the girls who transition to trans mask where I think parents have some yes. mums certainly have this vision of their daughter on their wedding day and things like that and then all of a sudden um that's taken away from them so they don't know how to handle it yeah. so that's that was just one parent um and then yes yeah, Seems that people get hung up on all sorts of things. One parent I met hated the name her daughter had chosen and just that was all she could focus on. Nothing else yes. she could focus on was hating that name. It was a name she absolutely loathed. Why did she choose it? And I chose her a lovely name when she was born. Now it's not being used. Yeah. And that's weird to me because I'm selfish. Her name and, yeah. and I think, well, I chose that, but if she wants a new name... She was really happy when she went for one of her COVID jabs and she gave her name and the woman at the desk said, oh, that's a lovely name. And she gave her a big smile and said, thank you. I chose it myself. <laughs> and she really liked that because the woman smiled at her and that was pretty much it. Yeah. I'd have loved, you know, when I, when I to ask my parents what they'd like me to, to pick a feminine name for me. Never been able to do that because I thought that would be because they, and I'd love to be able to do that. And I didn't do that. I got my brother to choose my middle name. Oh, so my middle name is Louise. Um, so I said, I want you to choose a middle name because I've chosen my first name, right? For not that you use a middle name much. And he said, he named me. So I'm named after um, Stoke City's second and most successful recent manager, Lou Macari, which I imagine I'm the only 53 year old woman that is partly named after Lou Macari. Um, okay, Exactly. Uh, so Jennifer Thanks. Louise, I'm in my full name, and I did think it was funny, but it was nice for him to have part of that, you know. And, and but, one of the things, one of the things we often talk about here is that the reaction you have as a parent is down to you, and there's not a right way or a wrong way to no. respond, is there? Mm. And I mean, you know, where you're working with other parents, do you think? Do you think there's a sort of a bit of a contortion about, well, I'm supposed to be able to do this, why can't I? Do you do you get that sort of reaction? Um, it really depends. Usually I get the, how can you be so calm and accepting reaction? Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, but parents are very different. You know, some of them are really supportive and it's usually comes down to they're just worried about their child and what's going to happen. You know, any, any who I talk to, they actually want to support their child. They just don't know how, don't want to say the wrong thing or they go completely the wrong way and alienate their child, you know, asking too many questions, being too nosy about medical issues mm. and things. And when your child's actually classed as an adult, you, you don't have control over that. It's none of your business, you know, and why, why would you want to know? I, I don't want to know all my daughter's medical stuff. The only thing I do is drop her down to the GP surgery when she needs to have an injection. That's it. You know, I don't need to know any more than that really. No, uh, no it's, it's yeah. Diff different parents definitely have different reactions. Some more extreme than others. Um, yeah, but maybe the people that are coming to youth support dawn are self-selected in a sense that the family is to agree supportive. And I guess it's mm. maybe those families where there isn't that support within their family home, that they're not going to be necessarily seeking help because the child stays, you know, hidden and in the closet. And you yeah, know, they, absolutely. They yeah, I think that the, the people I speak to, they do want to support. They just don't know how, and they sometimes yeah. get it wrong, you know, and whether that's wrong according to their child or wrong according to them is very subjective, isn't it? But it's amazing that there's people out there and that weren't been happening because I think it is just so important. I mean, it will help so many families to just have, you know, just somebody to talk to in some respects, I guess, you know, their fears. And do you have a view in terms of, because um, you see this all over the the big trans groups, you know, what, how, do, what, what can I, what can I do to prepare the way to talk to my parents? What can I do to mm. sound them out? Should I just blurt it out? Or like your daughter was quite remarkable having a plan, she knew exactly what was going on. I mean, there's no one way, but are there any tips we can sort of share that might help people approach their parents in a more constructive way? I don't know. As a parent, I would say if your child tells you that they're trans or questioning their gender, just be open-minded and, and just accept that, you know, it's it's their their journey. It's their what's what's going on in their life. And you're there to support them. You, you might have your own journey to go through because you're going through it with them, but you can seek extra support for them, but they need you to be there and, and be there for them. You know, pick them up when they're down, cheer them on when they get some good news. You know, it's, um, you don't need to judge them because they're going to get enough of that anyway. So just, just, just be a good parent. Just be a good parent, be kind, treat them like any other child. And, yeah. you know, and uh, just be, yeah, just love them. Because at the end of the day, you chose to have your children. They didn't choose to be born. Um, it's not a choice to be trans. They chose to tell you. So actually, you need to basically support them through whatever they need you to support them through. And I've had parents say, oh, I, what about if they detransition? It's like, then you support them. You know, pick them up, help them out. It doesn't matter to you. It's not your life. Just, just be there for them. It's, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's quite difficult because... There's no better advice I, than that. No, and I hear people sort of saying, oh, yeah, but... I was like, no, there aren't any buts. It's your child, you know. But what can I say? It's People are different, aren't they? And I know you work for the charity that we support, and mm. often we meet trans people who are you're meeting trans people. Mm. But their parents haven't been warm and accepting and such like, so no. for whatever reason... And, and that's fine as well, isn't it? Because actually mm. parents have their own choices. Mm. So actually the trans person needs to know there's places you can go to get the support and help that you need, whether it be online or 
face to face. And I think that's actually quite important, Jen, isn't it? Knowing that there's some way you can come. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's I think it's vital for so many people. Um save so many people to just have that, especially when you're at that point when you're you're transitioning or just starting to find find your way and not be so low because it can be really lonely. It can be it can be really scary and lonely. And and just having somebody, you know, if if you've got a good network of friends and family, that's great. But not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. Um, and more so in this sort of um, online world. Um, but yeah, I think the work that the work that Beyond Reflections does is so so vital. Never more so than now. I think more vital now than it was mm-hmm. when I transitioned thirteen years ago. Because you know, parents and families are dealing with everything they're reading in the newspaper, uh, and that's what must be scary because. That question was never raised to me, but now suddenly you're seeing this hostility in the news, which doesn't reflect, mm. just doesn't reflect real life to me. But but this agenda in the news, and uh, and then you know, and, and I know it's not this country. You only have to look in in America, where families are leaving states and fleeing to somewhere where it's gonna they're not gonna feel so persecuted as they are in in, in states potentially like not somebody in Florida and, and Texas and so forth. You know, but they're all welcome here. And that's what matters. They are all welcome here and they're all welcome in Beyond Fletchers and absolutely they're all welcome in this podcast. Yeah, too right. And some might say they're all welcome in Stoke. Absolutely. <laughs> in the rain. So that's been fascinating, Dawn. Thank you so much for spending time with Thank you. Yeah. It's just interesting to hear a, a different story, a different voice on our podcast. Yeah. And um thanks for spending time with yeah, us. Lovely. Thank you for having me. So there yes. you are, Jen. How about that? A th- a th- our first ever guest in the studio. Yes, we're not going to call it a threesome, and it was it went very well. That would be a different type of podcast. <laughs> the after dark one. And on that note, I shall be seeing you in a week. So look after yourself. Look after yourselves, Doc. See you soon. Be good. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Transvox. It's been a joy to have you with us. Um, if you want to um, make contact with us, you can contact us at gillian at transvox.co.uk. And if you'd like to support the work we do, please go to Patreon and go to page Transvox. And all of our money goes to our nominated charity. And Jen, you've chosen the charity for the next number of episodes. Which one have you chosen? Our charity is called Beyond Reflections, which is a charity that provides support and counselling to trans people, non-binary people and their friends and their families across the UK. An amazing charity doing some amazing work, really important. So please, if you can give. Great. And if you want to go and have a look at Beyond Reflections, it's beyond-reflections.org.uk. And, uh, but as I say, if you'd like to make a contribution to what we're doing, because we love to help the people who help us. Uh, again, if you've got ideas for um, the show, things you'd like to ask us, questions, comments, applause, or um, brick bats, feel free to send it all Absolutely. in to Gillian at transvox.co.uk. Until the next time, goodbye. Bye-bye.